With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For any Yankee fans looking for a podcast to listen to, I suggest you check out NYY Sports Talk. Are you listening? Tune into the fellas. Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. There's no BS, there's no drama. Uh. You just feel like you with the fellas talking baseball. Welcome back. This is episode 243 of the NYYST podcast. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. Yo! Wait for it. And wait for it. And keep it going. And it's got to be really big because he hasn't been here in six months. And stat guy, Rye. What up? What up? Off of the milk carton and back on the podcast. What's up, bro? I made it. I made it here. It's good to be here, guys. I I was was actually getting ready to call Robert Stack and get you featured on Unsolved Mysteries. You got well. It's funny you just said that, dude. Because I I, have you guys watched Heist yet on Netflix? Actually, Uh, no. Because every episode is about (laughs) FBI's most wanted, and as I'm watching it, I'm like, I wonder if Stack Guy Ryan's gonna be on one of these episodes (laughs) soon. And one of them, one of them, would be a good, actually, uh, Christian, the first episode of Heist, you might know because it was on Unsolved Mysteries. B.B. Cooper? No, it's the uh, the the 21-year-old girl that stole $3.5 million from Circus Circus, the casino in Vegas. I, I, I don't remember that story. At the but... time, spoiler alert, at the time it was an Unsolved Mystery, and now it's solved. You know, I gotta remember yeah. that it, the show is called Unsolved Mysteries. So when I watch it, and there's no update, uh, you of best the mystery, watch your ass. I'm, I shouldn't get mad anymore. It, it's in the it's in the title of the show, Unsolved. Unsolved. Mysteries. You do it to yourself. It's like we talked about watching the Yankees. You do it to yourself. You do it to yourself there. With yeah, the before, Unsolved Mysteries. Well, we uh, we really did it to ourselves this weekend, but before we get into that, patreon.com slash NYYST. Please support the show there. Five bucks a month gets you exclusive content that you cannot find on the main feed, including the brand new episode of Mike's On Late with an interview with uh, a, a New York Yankee, a very mo- mm-hmm. much maligned New York Yankee right now. So uh, definitely check that out. Also go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, tell us why Greg Allen should have his number retired and leave us a five-star mm. rating and review as well when you do that and uh, subscribe to the show on YouTube. Can we segue nicely into Greg Allen? I think we I think he deserves like a few minutes. Because I really think he's been a nice piece to this lineup. Agree or disagree? Well, before we get into Greg Allen specifically, let's just let's let's just talk about over, the outfield situation. Let's go over what's happened here uh, since we last spoke. Uh the Yankees are now without six of uh and you want to say 
Key players, yeah, I would say key players. If you don't want to call Wandy Peralta, maybe not a key player, but a, a piece to the bullpen. Jonathan Lewisica, uh who else? Uh, hey, let's put it Cort- this way: with Wandy Peralta, Cort- when, Cort- when you have a, when you have the uh, lefty option uh, of uh, of like uh, a shit game between Wilson and Peralta, and Peralta's not there, he becomes a key player because Justin uh, Wilson's Nestor- a joke. Okay, uh, Nestor Cortez, uh, Gio Rochella, Kyle Gashiok, and Aaron Judge are all on the COVID list. Although uh, we saw a tweet from Jonathan Lewisica earlier today with emojis of a plane and the Statue of Liberty. So it seems that he's out of quarantine and on his way to New York. Uh, we'll see whether or not he's on, because we're recording Monday night. We're, we will see whether or not that means he will be activated for the Philly series on Tuesday. But that does seem like good news that he's on his way to New York and he should be uh, with the Yankees shortly. Did the Statue of Liberty and the emoji, did it have a mask on like in the vaccine commercial? He did, and not, a update his, he did not update to iOS 101. 1.19 so mm. he does not have the mask emojis gotcha. was it maybe a was it maybe a dd thing because dd's in town they're you know they're playing the phillies Ooh. is it just uh he's emojis just, yeah, maybe. talking shit no maybe yeah. yeah he's talking shit that's how you talk shit to dd you just fucking emoji him. strike yeah. dd out strike Hell him yeah. out if if mm-hmm. someone told you first of all told you first of all let's just start here that nestor cortez was going to be a big piece to this rotation which is mind-blowing and then told you that he wasn't going to be here to play one of these what ended up being three games of this series to pitch in one of those games would you ever think the yankees would pull away with this lineup two out of the three games no i mean come on bro like when this COVID stuff came down thursday and the game got canceled and you realized that it was like Judge and Urshela on top of the bullpen guys. If look, we talked about this last week that it was going to be hard for the Yankees to make the postseason. That we didn't think that they would, even you know, based on where they were going into the break. And then this happens. There's no way that you think they're coming away with a a run in this series, let alone winning two yeah. games. And um, how difficult do you think it was for the Yankees to start? Gary Sanchez the other day with Cole in the uh, I mean, do you think know. it came close to that not happening? I have no idea, and I honest to God, I don't want to know because uh, it worked. So I, I think we can put that to bed finally. Do you think that, that's it now? Do you think well, that Higgy? No. Let me ask you this. I'll ask it better. Do you think that now Higgy will only play in, on the necessary days? Day game after a night game. You want an honest answer? I you do. Want what I, I do. Yeah, I want no. an honest answer. No, I don't think it means anything. I think he's going to go right back to catching Garrett Cole. That's fucking ridiculous. Well, yeah, no, he'll be back to catching him once he's healthy. Healthy. Look, we talked about this. I don't know if we really touched a lot on it last week, but it was something that was a real theme when I did one of those shows by myself about Garrett Cole being quote a fraud. And you know what? He's shut everybody up. He's come out and he shoved the last two times out and he's shown. And here's what I, here's what I really love about Garrett Cole right now. He didn't let this really get away from him where he, he could have said, I cannot pitch to this guy. I need anybody. I need a warm body back there. And Rob Brantley, I guess he qualifies as a warm body. So, 
he didn't let it get to that point. He could have. We all know he could have. But has but he, he ever been the one to stand up and say, I need a catcher. I need Higgy behind the plate. Do we know that? Are we ever going to know that? No, Maybe but I just re- don't think he's that kind of guy. And I and he has been asked it. And clearly, he's someone who doesn't try to deceive the media when he comes well, out and says he was using spider tag. When, yeah, well, remember the game in Buffalo when Gary came in and bailed him out and hit that big home run yes. and then Cole was like oh Gary got me through the eighth or whatever it was and he was talking all highly about Gary and we were like um if he's gonna say that about Sanchez and that definitely means Gary will be catching him next start and what happened so he that back proves my plate. point even more that it's the Yankees it's not but he's Jared Cole. also not gonna be the type of guy to take shots at a teammate in the media mm-hmm I just There's, don't. There was Garrett Cole has so, way too much pride to honestly go up to management and say, I need Higgy behind the plate. Mm-hmm. He knows he's better than that. And he proved that. He proved that. Let me just, let's get something straight here. He didn't even have a chance to prove he could throw to Gary Sanchez. It was like one, one day Higgy gets put into the lineup and all of a sudden he has a really, probably his first truly dominant game as a Yankee. And there was no looking back. And they just con- continue to do it as if he couldn't pitch to Gary Sanchez. I don't think I don't think Garrett Cole in any way, shape, or form has anything to do with the fact that they put Higgy behind the plate every single day. I think That's Garrett cool. Cole's the kind of guy who needs to just know who's behind the plate so he can work with his catcher leading up to his start. He doesn't give a fuck who's back there because well, he knows he's Garrett fucking Cole and he's going to dominate whoever's out there. You know, that's actually false because he did have a personal catcher in Houston as well. So. So there's clearly something to him feeling comfortable with one person over yes. the other. What was that Martin Maldonado? Was that his catcher? <laughs> was Ma- right? was Maldonado was, there? I believe it was. Ma- I know Torinos was there, but obviously. Well, Maldi over there. Well, let's just say this: we all are absolutely in love with Garrett Cole. So it takes a. Oh, yeah. it, it's very painful. Booner. Booner. It's very painful for Speaking someone like Christian doing those shows to have to rip him. Right, it it really is. I mean, that's got to be one of the toughest things that you had to come on and do. True or false? As for Dodd, right. <laughs> so, for those of you who know Ablo Espanol, uh, that was good. That sounded just like him. So, uh, all right, all right. So, Relax. for you to do that, it had to be extremely difficult. It's one. It, this is like out of all the things you would be fine being wrong about. It's having to rip Garrett Cole. You mm. can't be happier mm. that he sh- that you were one of the people, me included, that he went out and shut the fuck up these last couple starts. I couldn't be happier to be wrong about it. And I did say that he would adjust without the spider tax shit. I didn't know if he'd come back as dominant, but clearly he's still got it. It's a bit of an adjustment. You've seen it across the league, but this dude is for real. I mean, Garrett Cole's for real, and we can't waste his time here. Well, I don't know if I love what he's doing on the mound more than I love what he's doing uh, on the on the team bus for the All Star game. Although his apparently that was him. false. Yeah, well, you know what? Then JD Martinez is a real scumbag for lying about it. <laughs> Look, JD Martinez picked the wrong guy, man. Amy Amy Cole is on her on top of her shit. She's gonna call you out. Yeah, well, whatever happened or didn't happen, Garrett Cole shoved it up Martinez's ass the other night. He struck him out three times. <laughs> Do you think Garrett Cole was pissed that she came out and said something like that? No, because... He's like, I babe! Cole... 
Babe, Amy Cole rules rules stop the Stop talking for me. I have make a $36 million a year. I don't need you to talk for me. Did you see them on the red carpet at the All-Star game? Dude. They're Who the dresses coolest. that kid? You think Garrett He's Cole kind of a dork. He's kind of a dork. Like, outside, it, like, if you listen to his press you conference. You think Garrett Cole puts his kid in Ferragamo loafers nah, or that's Amy? Nah, he just pays for them. <laughs> it might be it. Uncle Brandon. Uncle Brandon might be doing that. Oh, I forgot Brandon about Crawford that. Put on the Yankees. Can we get him here? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Although they're having a hell of a year, they're not going to. They're not yeah. going to parent anybody. Else. They got to be the biggest surprise of Major League Baseball. You know, it's and they seem legit. Up. They're winning, and that division's not easy. Were you talking about a Rod pre-recording? Or yes, pre-recording. So it's funny that you brought that up about how yesterday when they were bringing up Joey Gallo that you said <clears throat> he's just. You know, just falling into the ESPN bullshit. Well, really, he was acting like Yankee Twitter last night, where it's like, "Well, why don't we go out and get Kristen Yelich because he's not available?" <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but like my problem with A Rod saying that Joey Gallo is not a fit, which I understand his point. It's not true, but though. but it doesn't work when then you're announcing that Ryan Lamar is in the outfield with get, with right. Brett Gardner in yeah, center field. And fucking Trey Amberg, he just got injured, and Clint Frazier can't Cash, walk straight. Yeah. He can he can propose, but he can't walk straight and swing a bat. <laughs> Look, I don't buy that there's anything wrong with Clint Frazier's vision because I've seen pictures Ooh. of him. Let me tell you something. Gosh. When I proposed to my wife, <laughs> it was one of the most nerve-wracking times of, like, just emotional, like, everything's boiling to the top. You're, you're nervous. You're excited. That is like an emotional drain. Like if I had something wrong with my brain or my vision, I would have fucking blacked out. And I he's like, out. and he's like completely cool. Just like fucking taking pictures and whatever he, I said this before the recording he has, we don't know what the fuck to do with you. Itis right now. And, and the Yankees are going to prolong it as long as they can for as much as they can. Yeah. I don't, I don't really buy that at this moment because like you said, they're on the 90th string outfielder right now. What are they going to so, do I mean, with this can... kid, though? Like, he's clearly just not a fit here. Is, does he have any value? Yeah, I mean, he could probably work at Foot Locker. I'm, I heard he's in the <laughs> does, does Clint Frazier have any trade deadline value? Didn't we talk about this? I don't, not with me. <laughs> I don't know. I talk I talk a lot of shit. A lot of time. I don't know who, who I talk to. I haven't you don't talk to me, bro. Five months. I don't We talk. No, we did mention this about how Cashman didn't want to trade him for Robbie Ray. Now I couldn't even get Robbie Ray's poop for him. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I still think that he has, he has no trade. I mean, really what, what could you realistically exp- Brian Cashman called, Hey, you guys need an outfielder. I got Clint Frazier. What he could probably make out in LA though. Cause he's good with the celebrities in the stands. Right, like he's making, he's signing a lot of autographs and doing fun stuff like that. Yeah, I'm so sure somebody would take a flyer on him, yeah. but the Yankees aren't going to get anything yeah. for him. He's got to go somewhere where there's a lot of celebrities in in the in the crowd. <laughs> he's not going to like, yeah, like Cincinnati true. or something like that. No, mm-hmm. no, not no celebrities there. Really, I don't think there's many civilians there. Except yeah, I mean, for Paul O'Neill, the, the Mets are in basement. Cincinnati right now, and it's uh, there's like eight, there's no COVID restrictions in the ballpark, and there's like eight people there, so. They're having a decent year. Cincinnati, I think they're place. 20 games under 500, Ryan. I think they're three games over. Are they over? I think they're 48 and 45 right now. Let's look at, let's look at that. Maybe do they be have, a Reds? 
Is Maybe Sonny we'll be Gray a pitching podcast. or what? We could, we could just do NL Central pod. We really, Sonny, we really fucked up because I ha- I was wearing an eye patch for a while. It was the perfect time to segue into a Pirates podcast. Yeah. I think Sonny Gray's on the IL. I think so, too. Oh, I'm calling it DL again, by the way. I'm done with IL. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool, bro. I'm done That's with cool. it. Okay. That's fine. Do whatever, do whatever Actually, you want, bro. Wow, Ryan, I'll you're right, dude. Support they, you. they yeah, wow. 48 right. and wow. 40. <laughs> they're forty-eight and forty-five. They were actually uh, oh, they're better than the little, Yankees. That's good. <laughs> they, were, they were actually doing a little bit better, but they're on a three-game losing streak they're, right now. Yeah, they're, they're one game probably more runs. They're half a game worse than the Yankees now. That's sad. They have, they have like sixty more runs scored than the Yankees. That's so sad. I'm pretty sure the Yankees have the lowest run score total. They have the, the lowest. ESPN made sure in to the say American it. League. It's just Texas, Texas, and Kansas City and Baltimore. I guess they with that nine run game against uh, Boston, they you know jumped up. ESPN had to uh, had to mention it sixty five times last night, but they have the lowest uh, batting average with runners in scoring position. Oh, that doesn't matter. Batting average doesn't matter. Oh, that's true. God. Only when it's for bad stats. It only I mean, matters I when someone's batting one fifty. MLB.com just now on the homepage is just that Duran kid. He had his first career home run against the Blue Jays today. Like, of course, they got to fucking make him the cover of the website. They were. I'm pretty sure it's shortstop, about him all uh, series. first base. I want to say center field and left field. The Yankees have the – in those four positions, they have the fourth lowest or lower OPS for those positions in Major League Baseball. You know, I thought about it the other day. If this team misses the playoffs – you're going to really, out of all the shitty losses, and I know it's happened more than once, but out of all the fucking losses that you're going to look back and say, this is the reason why, it's that fucking Sunday game in Houston, man. That oh, Sunday yeah, game in Houston sure. is going to, is if they miss out, that's going to be the turning point because they really would have been set up so much nicer. They would have been, I think... What were they? What are they out of the loss column with the Red Sox right now? Six. Yeah. So they were uh, six after the All Star break, then jumped to no. They were they were eight. So they would have been seven. Would have lost the game eight seven. No, they would have been five games back. <laughs> opposed to the yeah, but Chris, but Chris, you don't know if they would have won the series based off of the foul oh, the fallacy of the predetermined outcome. outcome. You, don't, Thanks, you don't know if that if that win in Houston means they don't get COVID and then they have to play four, four games and they split exactly. the series. <laughs> or maybe because Ryan Lamar and Greg Allen are super uh, heroes now, uh, they might even lose all four games. You don't know. Did you, you know. Did you think Lamar going into the wall was the end of his career? Because I did for a second. <laughs> I thought he was definitely well. No, it game. was his his landing is where I thought his career was over. Like his body gave out. You saw the way his leg kind of. Yeah, he did. Yeah. It was that really was just weird. a hard landing on the knee. But you saw him just like kind of pointing to the knee and going, "Dude, it's like a little broken, <laughs> but we don't have any outfielders, so I'm good." Yeah. And then he gets up yeah, and hits a bomb up. piece. So mm-hmm. it, it was a porch job. I don't care. It's a bomb to me. Hey. It was only a home run in one stadium in Major yeah, League Baseball. ERA plus. ERA plus. Oh, What's yeah. his OPS plus? OPS plus. plus. His OPS plus went down because it was only home. Because it was only home. Right, yeah. Unreal. Yeah. So, uh, really, if you if you want to go back to the timeline on Thursday when all this shit happened, the game gets canceled and they get shut out on Friday. Uh, 
I mean, where are you at that point? You actually, you're low. I mean, like you're lower than low at that point. You're lower than low main, like, because you come off of that loss before the all-star game. But on top of that, let's just, let's just put what Jordan Montgomery is into context here. He's supposed to be our fifth starter. This guy goes out time and time again and continues to give you quality starts, which by the way, I kind of broke down quality starts. It's really not that quality. Like a six inning three run game equates to a four or five ERA. Thanks, doctor. Okay. So, like, I don't know why that's quality, but for the Yankees, if you're getting that out of your fifth starter. Well, Chris just realized that a six run, six inning three no, run because, start is 450. No, because, ERA. you know, you don't take the time sometimes to just like break that down. You're just saying quality start because it is. It's a good start. No, Michael K has reminded us numerous times. I don't, I try not to listen to him. And, uh, so, you know, the guy goes out there as your fifth starter and he's pitching like a three or four and they go five games without giving him one run of support. That's yeah. unbelievable. He he does this. He has the same MO for every game. Every he game. comes out. He looks decent in the first inning. Then by the second or third inning, he gets blitzed for three runs. You think he's coming out of the game. And he doesn't, yeah, you think Boone's warming somebody up. You think he's getting ready to come out. And he doesn't let anything up for the rest of the game. And you know what? You got to love that about him right yeah. now. He's a guy, he's proving to you that he's a guy that he's not going to let the moment get the best of him. Sure, does he have his shit starts? Yeah, but he's really been a reliable pitcher for this rotation that doesn't have There's a lot no of reliable reason pitchers. When Jordan Montgomery takes the mound and gives you three runs over six innings that you shouldn't be winning that game. And some of them have been more than six. He, he went seven a, a couple starts ago, and he got pulled, in my opinion, pulled a little early in his in his one start. Um, and, and same goes for Tyone, man. Tyone's been freaking balls down, yeah. man. He's yeah, got his, his balls. balls dropped on the mound. Yeah, he's got his balls out now. Got to love what you're seeing from him. It took uh, him hitting rock bottom in Philadelphia to kind of hey, f- figure it out. We all know what it feels like to hit rock bottom. Because okay. I think he's had, and that, that. since then, he's had... He, I think he had one bad start. He kind of regressed a little bit. But, I mean, other than that, he, he's really starting to show you the uh, the potential that Brian Cashman was trading for. And it makes you even more frustrated that Kluber is not here. Because, like, imagine Kluber kept Ooh. up on on the – I know, it's almost like he doesn't exist. Well, this fucking guy threw a no-hitter, and you don't even realize he, he pitched on a team this year. Not only threw a no-hitter and pitched on the team, but he was pitching to, like, a 2-8 ERA. No, he was, yeah, he was starting to come around and so be that guy. So imagine he's still that guy, and then Tyone starts to find it. And you got Montgomery pitching the way he is. And the offense, look, let's be fair to the Yankees real quick. They've still they've had a few games where the offense doesn't show up. But since Aaron Judge's meeting, this team has really shown up. I mean, two of those games, that team should win. We talked about this. Chapman should have closed out that game against the Mets, and they ended up losing 10-5 when he had a 5-4 lead. And then the game in Houston. Well, the Angels game, too. No, no, no. I'm just talking about over this more recent stretch. Yeah, which is the Angels game because he had the meeting during the Angels series. It wasn't, wasn't the, oh, that was, uh, that meeting was that right before that that game. Because the, the Angels and Mets were on the same homestand. So, yeah, I mean, Really, you can blame the back end of the bullpen here more than anything else, which almost makes you feel a little better because the offense was just that bad that you want to see them show up. And I, you know, I was saying this today. This offense is everyone's like, oh, well, they have the Scranton fucking Wilkesbury lineup out there. Yeah, this team's playing with house money right now. 
They have nothing to lose. They're playing loose. They're playing aggressive. When's the last time you saw the Yankees play with house money? When they had nothing to lose. They had no expectations. Okay, and what happened in 2017? This team had no right being yeah, in the... In, right. The World Series. No, this this team I, had... I'll, but, die on that. I'll die on that hill that the Yankees didn't lose. They absolutely cheating. did not. They could not hit the ball in Game 7. But they had no game right six. being in, in Game 7 of the... That was Game 7. And in Game 6 as and well. And in Game right? 6, yes. Yeah. But I'm just saying, they had no right uh, being in, uh, in the ALCS. Game 6, Game 7. But they were playing with house money, and the Yankees seem to play best when there's no expectations on them. All right, Chris. So we're, we we ride Ryan Lamar and Greg Allen, and we don't nope, try nope, to nope, get nope, Joey nope. Cal, Gallo or, or Starling Marte? No, but it, but it explains Good why cow. when we clearly have a lineup that's a lot less talented than the lineup that's supposed to be out there, it explains why they're winning because this team actually does have depth. This team does have good guys that you can put into a lineup. You don't want to put every single guy that shouldn't be in there in there because of injury and shit. You told me you were going to drink acid if Ryan Lamar got called up after LaCastro's Le- I should have. I should have. <laughs> now you're like, Ryan Lamar. I know. I never I specifically I said Ryan Lamar. Take, take the home run into the equation. I don't care. The fact that this team like won't call... You. The fact that this team won't call Florial up is mind-boggling. He's not ready. <laughs> okay. I heard that four years ago. It was like 17 four years ago. It's crazy, though. It's like the Yankees have certain guys. They just Everyone talks about, like, oh, he's a prospect. We can't get rid of him. Why? Cashman only calls up the guys that are fringe guys that you don't know what they really are. That's what I'm saying about Jason Dominguez. Everybody's, uh, you know... And uh, everybody's like all freaking out about him and shit. But what's going to happen in two? I mean, this guy's going to hit nine hundred in in uh, in the minor leagues. And what's going to happen? Oh, he's not ready yet. He's not ready, or they call him up and he just wasn't nurtured properly. So I'd rather see him just get traded eventually for like a really big piece instead of watching his career die in pinstripes. The, or they'll do, or what they'll do is like they did with Florida this year. They'll need an extra body for a doubleheader. They'll call him up and right. be like, uh, "Yeah, well, we'd rather have." Uh, you know, whoever the fuck down there, you know, who's you know, some non nondescript also. We'll bring we'll bring Jay Bruce back. I'm going to I'm going to ask this very specifically. Who's the last highly touted, highly touted Yankee prospect to come up and be successful? Uh, you know who that is. Who? He plays right field. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I said highly touted. Oh really? He wasn't highly talented. I, uh, honestly, I and, guess, and I'm not someone who follows the minors too much, but like Aaron Judge was a kind of a fresh name for me when he first broke through the scene. He was a first round pick. It's not like they. Yeah, but his expectations were nowhere near what he proved to do. They were nowhere near that. No expectations of being a superstar face of Major League Baseball or being a productive starting All Star caliber you know uh, maybe i really didn't think that, that of them either starting though starting player when i'm talking highly huh? touted i'm talking about guys that are talked about throughout the league every single year glaber torres is one of them clint frazier is one of them because the indians had a tough time letting him go justice sheffield was one of them not that tough of a time adams was one of them i mean no chance adams was highly touted by yankee fans no nobody outside of new york gave a shit about chance adams I'm just that's saying. A, I'm just saying. Fact. Who's the last yeah. true superstar that was highly touted to come up here and actually be a superstar? 
And I'm going to tell you again, Aaron. Judge. Okay, you want to give Aaron Judge fine. That's one out of what fifty. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, Glaber, Glaber, but I, I don't know. No, Glaber's Glaber's coming around now, but I think he's Glaber been a major disappointment. Coming into, the, he, coming into this weekend, right, had like the six the six lowest OPS of major league qualifiers. And you know what, right? You made a great point the other day after that home run. Fuck the fact that it left the ballpark. The fact that he turned on that ball and kept his hands inside and kept it fair proved to me that his yeah. swing is back right now. His timing's back. That swing was probably the nicest swing we've seen out of him in two years. Yeah, I think so. And we need to see more of that from Glaber because when his swing's on, he hit another one the next night. So, I mean, he's got to produce, man, especially right now. You know, the mm-hmm. I say this all the time. The Yankees are a bottom half, middle bottom half lineup because we have so many swing and miss guys and, you know, all or nothing guys at the top that if you don't have a, if you have every guy at the bottom of your lineup just ice cold, you're not doing anything. They're not producing. Look at look at what kind of a different game you got last night with Gardner getting a couple base hits or getting on base and, and guys like well, Greg Allen stepping up and, and Lamar. And then you flipped it around, right? Because who was it? Allen, I think, had a base hit, and then DJ LeMay, you had a uh, drove him in, hit and hit and run. Yes, yep. He got he he was on second, and uh, and he got him home. Or was that on so just, Saturday? That was Saturday that Allen got in on in yes. front of LeMay, and LeMay drove him in. Yeah, but yeah, the Yankees uh, hit and run a couple. A they couple did times yeah. yesterday. a few times. They they were stealing bases. They had two stolen bases in one inning a couple times that, this series. Look, I don't think it's any shock to say that the Yankees need to get a little bit more athletic out there. So some of these guys mm-hmm. like Allen and LaCastro and even Ryan Lamar are providing that for them right now. But this is not sustainable long-term. No, so, no. I mean, but, it's nice that they came out here and they won a series that they desperately needed to win. But this team, and, you know, we talked about this last week, and it was fair because we were all depressed about them blowing that game and uh, at the end of the, the second uh at the end of the first half there, this finale in Houston. But if you think about it, I mean, again, we're going to say we don't want to be the second wild card. It's not what we had our sights set on at the beginning of the year, but they're two games out of a playoff spot. How do you sell on the season when you're two games out of a wild card? They're never selling. They're not selling. But That's like, why Buster Olney, that little fucking twerp, spends half an inning talking about the Yankees trading Aaron Judge. I mean, really, if you think about it, how stupid that is. You should is, be fired immediately. You should be fired immediately for your, for the credibility that you supposedly have. Yeah, you should be fired. And we talked about fired. this last week, right? The the narrative on Aaron Judge. I'm sorry. Yeah, you want to call me an Aaron Judge apologist because or an Aaron Judge homer? Fine, go right the fuck ahead. But I think I've been really fair on a lot of different things. I've ripped Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone, who I, who I still have a a lot a of respect for. for. And I still have a lot of respect for. I said if the Yankees don't win a World Series, it's got to go. Garrett Cole, I fucking ripped him to shreds when he deserved it. So I'm not in the business of holding back just because I like a certain player. But let's be... Uh, what was I just talking about here? You were talking about... Uh... Aaron Judge. Judge apologist. Let's, let's be fair about the narrative around Aaron Judge that he's injury prone. I don't think that's fair anymore to say. Because look at 2018 breaks his wrist on is a that freak an injury? thing is that something that happens to an injury prone player no 
All right, 2019 leading into 2020, he got all fucked up because he broke a rib or whatever diving for a ball. That's not really an injury-prone thing to me. And he's like 6'8", 300 pounds laying out for a ball. to me are what happens to John Carlos Stanton when he runs to second base, pulls a hamstring, tricep injury, fucking bicep tendonitis. Fucking, uh, those are injury-prone things. But then now, in now... You know, we've done a good job managing Aaron Judge this year where he has been healthy. Now the guy gets COVID. Is that an injury-prone thing? Or is that just another... The guy is just, to me, seemingly had a string of bad luck that's kept him out of the lineup, and people are using that as saying, oh, he's injury-prone, which to, which now brings us to the point of, well, we have to... Don't we have to trade him? Because we're not going to give this guy $300 million because he's injury-prone. He's 30 years old and can't stay on the field. Yeah, the only the only bit of evidence that you really had to cling on with, with Judge and being injury-prone was the oblique because that started to like really come back over and over again. It seemed but like... That was like three years apart from each other. That was 2016 and then again in 2019. Well, that's part of what was scary about it was because he's such a massive guy with a massive upper body swing that you felt like every time he was trying to get a hold of one, he was uh, he was going to pull the oblique again. And the obliques are scary because Aaron we, Hicks, injury prone yes, player. Yes. I mean, for sure. For sure. Aaron Hicks. I mean, but I'm sorry. Like, if you guys want to roast me on social media after this show comes out go right ahead uh, you know i'll sit here and talk about it with you but i'm sorry it just seems to me like a string of really bad luck has hit aaron judge and people are using that as saying that he's injury prone did 2019 suck did he have a rash of injuries in 2019 yeah he did but name me one really name me one player that goes through a 10 15 year career in professional sports and doesn't have at least one of those seasons where they just everything you know they they get injured. Name me one guy. Like yeah, that. I think you got to put it into context. And I think I was I was definitely on board with the narrative that he's injury prone until you put it into context with you know uh, Mike Trout, the fact that he's played more games than him since when twenty twenty seventeen since he's been yeah. Really- so I mean that says a lot because you don't look at Mike Trout and say he's injury prone. I mean no one really knows what the fuck he does other than being the best baseball player on the planet, but. At the same time, you don't look at Mike Trout and say, yeah, he's injury-prone. He's great, but he's injury-prone. You never hear that sentence. So the fact that Aaron Judge Judge has outplayed him says a lot, I think. But just going back to the performance of this team, because we talked about how down we were in the last show because we were depressed after after they blew that game in Houston. I got to say, there's going to be a lot more ups, a lot more downs in this season. But the ups aren't as high. Like if you think of it as being on a fucking roller coaster, as we always compare it to in a 162-game season. In the beginning of the season, when they go on that great stretch and they have the best record in MLB through X amount of games, that you're going up a lot higher in emotion saying this team's got it. And then when they fucking crash again, you're really crashing hard. But right now, like now I'm seeing they're what, seven and three in their last ten. Yeah, I'm getting excited again, but I'm not taking it too far until this team proves more to me. This, this team needs the, to go on like a 10-game fucking winning streak for me to feel yeah, like they again, found Chris, it. Chris, look at the way they lose games. Like Even in this stretch, doesn't allow you to get excited about how well they've actually played over the last couple of weeks. We talked about it. 
you know, when they when they had that really bad series against the that homestand against the Angels and Mets. We said if they, we talked about this last week, if they went four and two on that road trip, you'd be ecstatic. You'd sign for it. But it was but how when they you lost. have it. But exactly when you have a game, when you have a chance to sweep, you get one hit, and you have another game where you have a chance to sweep, and you blow, you give up six runs in the ninth inning and lose. It yeah, doesn't allow you to feel it. And then when this team comes off of the the uh, the All Star break, gets the game canceled because six players get COVID, and then they come out and they basically, you know, look, they were dead in the water on on Friday night. And really, who could blame them based on what was going on? Again, it's another loss where you look at it and it's like they weren't competitive in it. it so it's like, what is this team? And then they come out, you know, and Garrett Cole shoves it up, up Boston's ass on Saturday night. They get a couple of timely hits. And then finally, you know, Major League Baseball decides it's not a good idea to restart a game at 1 o'clock in the morning. They get a six-inning win. And then last night, you know, with a bunch of fucking cat, you know, it's like, you know, you are we allowed to talk about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on here? I don't know oh, sure yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like the Island of the Misfit Toys playing the fucking outfield for the Yankees last night. Yeah. And they and the Yankees have one of their highest offensive outputs of the season, scoring nine runs. So, I yeah. mean, like, again, so now you feel a little bit better. Jamison Tyone on national TV is continuing to take another step to be that guy that you had hoped he was when they traded but now they got uh, philly coming in what again i'd say this all the time, but what do you yeah. ex- what do you expect them to do now you got to win Sweet. these two games you got to exactly, win these two games. do you expect them to win these two games i don't expect much right now but let me say if, this is aaron nola pitching yeah it's her mom we'll get okay. to that but okay I'm not gonna sweep all day. <laughs> but let me ask you a question: Who pitched? For, who pitched Friday night for the Red Sox? Uh, for the Red Sox, yes, it was uh, the lefty. It, yeah, was, it was Eduardo Perez. It was Eduardo. no, not Eduardo Perez. Rodriguez. 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 Right. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Haven't the Yankees, at least over no. the last couple years, had a lot of trouble with him? For yes, whatever reason, even if he has yeah. a fucking six ERA on the season, it, they just it, can't hit him. Just, it's baffling. That so that's they, why I didn't they, take that game into too much. Like I, I didn't, I I wasn't going crazy. But if you look at this team from there on out, yes, did they get helped out by the rain? Sure, but they held the Red Sox to that point to one run. Cole came out and pitched a great game, and then they follow it up on national television with a nine to one win. You got to feel a lot better about this this team over this past. Dude, this guy posted a picture of Spider Tack on his, and he says, "I have no idea how guys pee between innings with this stuff on their hands." <laughs> and somebody replies, "I dare you to rub one out with it." <laughs> uh, or you just pull a Posada, you just piss on I your hands it. before the game. Do you? Would yeah. you rub one out with Spider Tack on your hands? I would yeah, for sure. I've used worse. <laughs> I've used I've used worse. <laughs> You've used worse. Whenever well, I think Spider Tech, I think of the little giants when they put the fucking oh, the, the yeah, pine tar or whatever on the, yeah, the sticky. Well, Stick you're go you, you're go yank for a reason, right? So <laughs> absolutely, you gotta live by that shit. Um, yeah. So it was an. Inc- I mean, oh, it was a good weekend. I, the Yankees won a series that they needed to win, but I mean, now looking forward here, you know, you got the Phillies coming in. I, they they had sweeping. Uh, Splitting, I should say, is really it shouldn't be an option. No. They need to go out there and sweep and then go in, you know, and then they got four in Boston. And you hope that by the time they hit Boston, they can start getting some guys back. Yeah. I mean, that's wow. that's the Aaron hope. Boone didn't seem to think that 
Uh, it would be less than a 10 days. It appears that everybody is asymptomatic except for one player, but it's minor symptoms. So I, I think you have to test positive uh, negative tw- three times in a row before you can come Twice back. Twice or three times. Um, let me ask you Yankees, this. Yankees' last four wins, they've only allowed two runs. That's yeah. pretty pretty nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, let me ask you this: losses, if they yeah, if they take both against the Phillies, do you accept a split in the four game set now against the Red Sox coming up? If you're telling me that you're just solely focused on the wild card, yes. If you have no, of course division, you're not. Of course you're not. Well, then no, they have to win. They have to win three games in Boston, especially because they you got to start making up ga- games left. With yeah, Boston yeah, too, of course they do. Yeah. They, they for whatever reason, the beginning of the year they don't play them at all. So, no. and the yeah, honestly, honestly, you know, you want to say whatever the Yankees caught a break that they rescheduled that game for August in the doubleheader because that could have that would have been not good to say the least if they had to play a doubleheader this. Oh weekend. right, so this weekend coming up is just four straight games Thursday through Sunday. Then there's no yeah. So really, there's no excuse. I mean, this team, if they're serious about winning this division, they gotta. They got to take three to four against the Red Sox, man. And Garrett Cole, I mean, we're back in love with Garrett Cole, but he's got to atone for that. Absolutely, hey, he's got to do Park. that the rest of the year, man. And he's he's uh he's lined up. You know, Boone said that they they kind of messed with him a little bit to make sure that he pitched again twice against Boston and against um against Tampa, where his first three starts coming out of the break. So yeah, and you know what? It seems like the the and I know the Blue- the Yankees for actually doing something fucking uh smart for once realizing that it's more important to pitch your ace against your division rivals right than fucking phillies right um you gotta you gotta put something else into context too i know the blue jays have been playing really really well over the last couple weeks few weeks but everyone's talking about how they're sticking around i mean they're really not the yankees if the yankees were playing up to potential and keeping up with the red sox and blue jays you wouldn't be thinking about the the uh, Red Sox and Rays, you wouldn't be thinking about the Blue Jays right now. Yeah, but they're sticking around because they're two games out of a wild card. They're sticking, yeah, they're sticking around because the Yankees just haven't been able to make any separation. I mean, if the Yankees had even fifty-three wins right now, fifty-two, you're you're not even thinking about the the Blue Jays. But the Blue Jays need to start losing more games. I mean, well, of course, one tonight, of course, yeah, but at the expense of our fucking at. You know the first place team in the division. Did you really think the Red Sox weren't going to make somebody pay for losing to a, a team that had Ryan Lamar, Greg Allen, and uh, <laughs> make Trey them Amber look like in the fucking... lineup last night? Yeah, that was hey look, I all around good shout, win. I want to give a shout out to uh, Roofnet Odor, man. I don't think this guy gets enough respect and love from Yankee fans just because yeah, you know right. he uh, he he struggles at times, but every time there's a meeting on the mound, who's there? Yeah, man, I I said this couple, every time I said this somebody a few weeks roof, ago. Roofy, every roofy. T- every time roofy. someone hits a home run, he's the first guy out. First guy out of the dugout. Who was yeah. out there? I mean, really, who was out there last night when they were checking out on Ryan Lamar? He was out there too. This yeah. guy, he he's part of the team, and he loves know, being here. He loves being here, and you saw the versatility in his game, and or not even the versatility in his game, but the willingness to do different things when he had that bunt early in the game, and then mm-hmm. he went and he yeah, cracked nice a big bunt. home run later in yeah. the game. Yeah, the Yankees, so, I said this, it doesn't, like, everyone's so concerned about who they're going to get at the deadline and shit like that. Yeah, would it be great to put Joey Gallo in this lineup? Sure, but that's not going to solve our problems. What's going to solve our problems is 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 
a fundamental change in this in this organization and you're starting to see that and they're starting to they're starting to win more games it starts with leaving Garrett Cole in that game i know he wasn't going to allow Boone to take him out but at the same time that kind of is a switch what of like what was he going to do if Boone said you're out of here punch him in the face oh maybe at that point did you see him <laughs> i wouldn't have put it past him okay ryan and, what would that have sounded like if i will be Aaron Boone you'd be Garrett Cole uh yeah, Coley, uh, you're done here. 125 pitches, you're done. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then what would what what would Amy have tweeted? He didn't, he say, didn't say that. that. <laughs> I just kind of blacked out and said the f word a lot. I make I make 35 million more dollars. You Aaron, I'll get you fired. <laughs> you know that's that's what and I we don't talk about this at all on the show, but it's something that should be brought up is in what other profession does the boss make significantly less money than the employees do? It's true. What other Chris really think about it. You go to work, your boss makes way more money than uh, you do. You could say, you could say in any entertainment industry, it's possible that like yeah, a director, director of a movie oh, or like, you know, something like that. Yeah, but you know, if yeah, you're making a, a good, big time blockbuster movie, the the the, the 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 director, especially if they're a star director, is making a lot of money. Where they can say, you know, do what I fucking tell you to do. Well, I think Aaron, it's I think it's more in in movie sense. Like, let's talk about Scorsese, right? Scorsese's doing a movie. It's more of the respect of like it doesn't matter how much money you're making. You're not really if you're Garrett Cole, you're not respecting. Aaron Boone too much in that situation. It's but more I'm like sure fuck you. Him as as yes. the position of being his yes. manager, but when you start comparing stuff like that, like how is Garrett Cole going to be told no by a guy that makes thirty five million dollars yeah. less than he does? So like it starts there though, right? They leave him in. He's at one hundred and twenty pitches or something, something crazy, and it's like, oh, we didn't go with the analytics here. We we let our ace actually stay in this game and face that last batter. And then after that, it's like, oh, a couple hit and runs, couple couple stolen bases, a bunt here and there. And all of a sudden, this team's producing again. It, there had to be a fundamental change, and you just hope. And I'm not saying when all the other guys come back that you're going to see as many st- stolen bases and, and whatnot, but there could still be a fundamental change in a sense of we need to play, we need to manage this this game with our gut now and put the analytics aside a little bit. This is our lineup. So analytics shouldn't matter at this point. We need to start playing, managing this game with our gut, bringing guys in. Like I thought Boone didn't get enough credit going to green when he did the other night, last night. Mm. I thought that was a great move. And it really saved the tone of that game because the Yankees came out and really, right? That was before the game, they broke the game open. Yeah, no, the game was still close. At that it was point. like 4-1 or something at that, or 4 nothing, 3 nothing, whatever. And then the Yankees really broke the game open after that. I thought that was a really great move by Boone, and he didn't get enough credit for it. It's, it's just those moments where it's just like start managing with your gut, put the analytics aside a little bit, play with house money right now. You're fucking six games out of first place in the loss column. Start start just trusting this team a little more that you have on the field. All right, true or false, Greg Allen is an everyday player until they get healthy. Oh, 100%. I mean, the guy, I, the guy has to be out there. He, he puts the ball in play. He's a lot like DJ LeMayu in that sense where he might not be the – you know he's obviously not the caliber hitter of DJ Lemayu, but he's going to make right? yeah he's going to make things happen, and, and you yeah, need a guy look, like that in your. You don't want to you look. It's hard to 
make or break a guy's career after two games, especially when one of them, uh, the Yankees didn't place him on the IL. They're calling it cramping. I guess we'll see what happens tomorrow, uh, especially when one of them he gets hurt. But Trey Ambergy, through what I've seen of him so far, and I'm not saying Greg Allen is a fucking superstar, but what I've seen of Trey Ambergy is a guy that the Yankees were probably right in not calling up because he looks like a minor league ball player. Mm-hmm. Craig Allen, to me, at least through what I've seen so far, looks like he can contribute to this team. Look, he looks hitterish up there. Yeah, He's sure. got speed. He can play in the outfield. And like I said, I'm not expecting him to go out there and hit 350 and give me 10 home runs, but I think he at least has shown, at least through the series, is that he'll be competent enough and be versatile enough to help this team right now. Yeah, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but he has... He has Major some experience. Yeah. He's a little bit. So, I mean, that's that, that goes a long way. I mean, that, that goes a long way when you're talking. Is it fair to say Trey Amberg, can't fucking, you know, after a few games, you know, settle in and, and be a good player for them? Yeah, of course he can. But right yeah, now, but look at, I'll take the I guy mean, with some experience who puts the bat on the ball and fucking makes things happen. But look at, like, Chris Gittens. I mean, yeah, the guy, he's, his OPS is like 1,200 in AAA, but he comes up here, and he, he, it just, it's not true. He has some good at-bats, though. He, he has does. good at-bats, but it's not, I mean, really, at the end of the day, what are we talking about? Here? I know it's not fair to, to rip on Gardy for this because he had a great game last night. He kind of killed me with that 3-1 three, fucking weak ground out to first base with the bases loaded to end that inning. Yeah, that one stung. That one hurt. I didn't try. I'm not, I was <laughs> yeah. trying to put it in the hole. But, you, have a, but. you have a guy who's fucking on the ropes in a 3-1 mm-hmm. count. It, like, at least hit the ball a little harder for me and, and knock, him out, knock him out of the game. You, you let him off the hook. You could have really, but they, they ended up winning. At that point, I saw Chapman start warming up. Then I'm like, fuck. I was trying to bet on DraftKings to put ten bucks on the Red Sox money line to come back when it was seven one, just so I wouldn't be oh, miserable if they out. if they lost and I would have won a thousand dollars. So, oh man, I didn't. That's not a bad idea. They didn't let me put it on, but I'm going to do that from now on. Whenever I see Chapman yeah. warming up in like no, a seven two game, he's back. Mm, I hope so. Fighter tack back. Fighter tack back. Uh, but Boone said coming out of the break, he's like because. We kind of contradicted ourselves last week about using them, not using them. And then we said it's almost now you got to just say fuck it and use them. And boom, basically said that coming out of the break. It's like we got to use the guy. I mean, if there's safe situations, we have to use them. Like we can't play around with this anymore. It's either a Rose Chapman is our closer or we're really not going to get to where we need to go. Well, we, we used to say this about some key guys over the five years we've been doing this. There's certain guys that when a team is built and you're trying to win a championship, that you can't you can't just sit there and say, okay, he's not working out. You need them to work out. You need them to be the player that you expect them to be in order for you to win a World Series. Chapman's one of those guys. You said it last week. The Yankees can't win with him as the closer and and not being able to use him and being scared to use him. you got to be confident in Chapman. He's got to go out there in the seven one nine one games and prove that he can at least throw strikes and be dominant again. So remember a couple of minutes ago we were talking about injury prone players? Yes. Luke Voigt. Oof. He's killing me, man. It's so tough yep. to like rip him because he played through all that pain last year. But and now this knee thing, 
is in the same knee toward the meniscus in. So now is this going to be like a chronic situation for him? Well, here's my, I was thinking about this today and it's like, why do the Yankees have so many injuries, prolonged injuries, same guys getting injured the same way. And it's like, do they feel the way we feel at least felt going into the season of like, you know, they're a shoe in for the postseason. So like, are the Yankees, are the Yankees just really cautious with certain guys because they feel like if they're going to get them right, they'd rather do it now and have them healthy for the postseason. Like is Voight one of those guys that it's like he could probably play through it, but they don't want him to right now. Why? Why? Well, what is it? He's getting fluid drained from his knee. Chris, he was put on the IL the same day. They had to sit six guys. Right. Uh, That's not something that, but that's my point. That's but you do that. Chris, you might do that for a guy like Stanton who's making, 20 what 27 million dollars this year a guy like boy isn't making enough yeah money that's true they would baby him that's true i guess I mean, like maybe judge they are Stan, a little bit yeah if they see a future with him like judge might be a guy that would yes you would you see a future with i don't know if they necessarily are planning a future around luke Voigt right now no i don't nor should they nor should they right yeah, I, and no, he's been a good I, player I, I mean we can't yeah no he led the league in home runs last year look but. we talked about this last week he <laughs> Uh, if the Yankees came out and said tomorrow that Luke Voigt's done for the year, I will said I will shed zero tears about it. Here's what I want to do, because honestly, if you think about it, I w- I think this team is probably better with. And you, again, you want to roast me for it, roast me for it. Will you at first base and Odor at second, then Luke Voigt being in the lineup. Mm. That's just, that's how I feel. I'm sorry. And not when he's going seven for eight a couple a uh, couple series ago. Again, yeah. Well, you know what, bro? Just, with what though? With with seven for eight. Like, I mean, he okay. went he went like seven for eight. That's pretty. Okay, I, I'll take that. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, but, and he led the league in home runs last year. You know what I want to so do? He's that's on. great. He's it's also on. as we talked about a thousand oh, here times. Here we go. It's a redundancy to have again. another right-handed power bat on there. I, at least hey, Odor brings you a little bit of versatility that, in there. Being yeah, a no, left-handed batter. I'm not going to argue Odor being in this lineup. But I, I'm not going to do it because I think he deserves to be there. I like the lefty pop, and I'm not going to argue it. But I, you know what I want to do next episode? Try to remind me. I want to take a, a few minutes. And go over our over-unders that we predicted in the beginning of the year just to see where we're at. Because, like, home, like we were saying, like, he better hit X amount of home runs, right? We were talking about DJ LeMayu's batting average. Brian. Garrett Cole's ERA. Called it. So, I think it would be cool to just take a... Just because Ryan's this like, team, be one of those guys on Twitter, be like, "I told you I was right." <laughs> yeah, sucks. I start every sentence. This team, this, I said it first. I said it. <laughs> this team has been so disappointing in the big picture of things this season that it. I, I think it'd be cool to look back on some of the shit yeah, that we uh, predicted. Yeah. So we'll we'll kind of close out the show with this here. Um, so we're all in agreement here that the Yankees should be trying to acquire players to make a run at this. Um, if As opposed to selling? Like, are you saying should they be buyers or sellers? Or sticking their thumb up their ass and doing nothing. I'll tell you what. Nah, they, I'd they be, should buy. I'd be more pissed if they sold. I'd be more pissed if they stuck their thumbs up their ass than I would if they sold. 
You got to give me some moves, dude. Gotta, yeah, do something. You got to give me something. You got to give know, me something man, I don't think big. You're going to do anything. No, you might be right, Ryan. I'm not putting anything past this organization at I this think point. The only way they do that is if they shed salary, like, and they trade a guy like, uh, like how they traded out of Eno last year to get some more money. Then they're going to have to trade someone that's making a decent amount. Like the problem Britain is there's Chapman. only two guys that make sense to do that, and it's Britton or Chapman. Yeah, and right. It really so. is. And, and what are you getting for either of them? No, it's not about what you're getting. It's that you're dumping their the, you're their dumping. salary, and then from there you're dumping, and then you're acquiring a a, a hitter. Well, we did a keep them dump them last week. They're not going to go over that tax. I know. I pissed. I missed it. And and Christian made a great point. Like if you're between the two right now, I mean, if Chapman's going to come back around, obviously we could have different perspectives in the in the next week or two. But I'm keeping I'm keeping Britain over Chapman. The thing that makes it hard with Chapman is that. I, I agree with you. I would rather move Chapman at this point, but the only place that makes sense for him would be the NL West. And he has in his contract, he has a no trade clause for all five. Mm. Those are five teams of California. He has trade, no trade clauses for all five teams of California. And Seattle. and he likes being a Yankee. I don't those, yeah, are, well, you can those, tell him to those are the only three teams. Those are the only three teams that he has any chance of going to. Would be the, the Giants, the, over it. How about the Padres, that? or the Dodgers. Dodgers. So yeah, get over the, it. Turn him to the Mariners. Yeah, he, he he'd be Mar- good there. Well, he has the no trade for the Mariners. I thought you said it was only three teams in the NL West. The three teams that he would go to in the NL West would be the Dodgers or the Padres because they have the money for him, and okay. the Giants because the Yankees have a kind of a recent trade history with the Giants where that that would make sense. They've made moves with the Giants more than any other team in the last year. I'd Turn like to, to put Mike Talker in this lineup. He could he go trade him to the Pirates. How about to the, how about to the Reds? I could trade him to the Reds. Yes. Yeah. What were the Yankees? Like, honestly, I just, that's where he came up. The Reds. What were the Yankees thinking? I I still, I don't care what Talkman has done so far this year, being a a giant. What were they thinking with Wandy Peralta brings more value to this team than, because at this point, Justin Wilson wasn't a piece of garbage. Like they didn't think he was as much of a piece of garbage as he is. Was he just hurt at that point? I don't even think yeah, he, was, he was, hurt. was hurt. Was he hurt? But they knew he was coming back. This is when I thought. Yeah. This is when I thought Britain was going to be prolonged. Look, I don't think they thought that they'd be uh, this deep into the depth chart with outfielders. Number one and number two, uh, if you can acquire a quality, and he, for the most part, he, I don't. You want to say quality? He's been a. a real, he's been there. He's been there. He's been there. He's pitched some big innings. He's gotten some big outs. It's not like he's been a complete waste. If you can add to your bullpen, it's yeah. probably a good idea to do it on a, based on a guy that you really didn't see playing time. And for. you also didn't think Cortez was going to come up and, and be as good as he's been. Um, do you? Is it true that Billy McKinney got DFA'd? Yeah. You know, a couple days we ago. always liked Billy McKinney when he was, uh, yeah, well, when he was he, here. He's not going to get traded to the Yankees. No, I'm sure you and and would it make a difference really? No, but I like look, we gotta like having depth in this organization at this point in the outfield. The Mets would rather light him on fire than trade him to the Yankees. Mm, true. The Yankees could say, We will trade you Garrett Cole <laughs> and pay his entire salary for Billy McKinney, and the Mets would still say no. Probably. Yeah, but how does that work when you're DFA'd? Isn't he fair game? No. No, he has to. Uh, the Mets retain his rights for like 10 days. They ha- they can oh. either train him or then he has to accept the uh, 
the assignment to the minor leagues or choose free agency. So right now okay. uh, he's still in that window where the Mets retain his rights where they can oh. trade him. I always thought there was like waivers or something where they go. Yeah, through you go through, teams. but it still has to be an agree agreed. It's not oh, like, okay. oh, I claim him and then and then no, he's he wasn't theirs. placed on waivers. He wasn't released. He was DFA. There's a difference. Oh, right, right, right. You're right. The Mets were You're trying right. to get him. Uh, it's funny, right? I had the same confusion, man. Mm-hmm. The Mets just really Makes basically sense. wanted him off the 40-man roster is what they were trying to do mm-hmm. there. Okay. And they're in a dogfight with the Reds right now, fighting. Yeah, saw that. They're tied at seven. <clears throat> so, as I was saying here, we'll briefly touch on this, is that yeah. with Joey Gallo, right, is he? Does he solve all the Yankees' problems? No, of course not. I would be naive to think that. But when he checks two or three big boxes of what this team needs, why are you against acquiring Joey Gallo? And I'm not saying the Yankees are going to. If, I would put it at less than 10%. He actually is a Yankee. But I'm just saying that he's the popular name. He's the sexy name. I don't I think it's that low. I think there's a better chance than that. I do. Uh-huh. Yeah, look, it mm-hmm. starts here. Ready? Is he a lefty? Yes. Okay, then the next question is, can he play outfield? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And is he one of the, uh, I guess you could even say, elite power lefty batters in the league right now? He's one of the better left-handed power hitters in the American league, So, yes. So when you answer yes to all those questions, how can you argue that he wouldn't be a good fit for this lineup right now. Well, because he strikes out so Yeah, much. but I, it, again, if you have guys at the lower half of this lineup that can put the bat on the ball, guys like Gio Urshela, and then, you know, DJ LeMay who's coming around at the top of the lineup, it's okay to have guys that strike out a, too much. You know, here's here's the point, though, right? You don't have a free pick of 10 or 20 guys you can acquire. You, you're you at a trade deadline yeah. situation where you have to basically just go with what teams are putting on. <coughs> excuse me. on Oh, boy. On, on the block. So would you like to get Kristen, Christian Yelich? Sure, I'm sure you would. But Why the, the fuck would he him be available? First place. Are the Brewers yeah. making him available? He's a, he's a free agent next year, so maybe they'd want to. Yeah, but why wouldn't they sign him? It. But that's right, the they're point. Probably try it too. Right, so, would you just rather not get better because you're not 100 percent right. in love that's with what the player? Right, down to. and and like, I mean, you can't tell me that acquiring Joey Gallo doesn't make the Yankees better. Yeah, it does. Of course, anything makes the Yankees better right now, especially a left-handed batter to, at his caliber, but. Let's just bring this point up real quick. SGR brought this up before the season, and I, it's not being talked in a serious manner right now, talked about in a serious manner. Why is Max Scherzer to the Yankees not being talked about at all? Uh, well, why would it be? I think the Nationals think they're still in this. But, but they're not, okay? I'm not saying they're not, but they're not in a position to not get pieces to reinforce this team for Max Scherzer right now. That would be a huge fail for them, I think. It would be a huge fail being where they're at. And I'm not saying they're out of it, but what I'm saying is, I mean, have they been a a championship caliber team right now? Seven out. You know, we could, I thought about this last night. We we should really hate the fucking Mets right now for not, for not dominating because they, 
the Nationals should really be like 14 out. But the Mets well, have sucked. seven out of the division, eight out of a wild card, and they literally have to jump over. Okay, so so come on. Teams. In that sense, are you out of it? No, there's still a lot of baseball left, but you're at a position now where you need to reinforce your team. Who better than Max Scherzer to do that with? Again, is he available? I, I would have to imagine so. If he If he goes, let's just put it this way. If he proves to be available and goes to another team, is it Cashman's fault? Like, shouldn't Cashman be doing anything possible to acquire Max Scherzer if he's truly available? Well, again, you know, we I've I've been on record saying this that if it just if it really comes down to just money, that shouldn't stop the Yankees from getting this guy. But again, if it's what are other teams being asked for? What are the Yankees being asked for? We always have to look. But what's look the at, at that. but what's what asking price is too high for Max Scherzer right now? For a rental, uh, yes. yeah. I mean, if you're asking for three or four top prospects, yeah, that's that's kind of high. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm not kidding you. Are no you GM. fucking kidding me right now? Look, look what have guy. what top four prospects have been so phenomenal outside of Judge that that you wouldn't risk taking Max Scherzer here to try and win name a me World one Series. general man. Name me one general manager that's making that trade. Name me one general manager that's going to take his top four prospects and trade them for a rental. I would. Name me one. I would. How many general prospects, manager jobs do you you've have? You've said this more than anyone, and you're turning on your word. I'm not prospects on are word. nothing. I'm not. They are imaginary word. fairies in, in the minor leagues right was now. Name me a GM that will make that deal. Okay. So, so who are the top four prospects? Name them. What right if now. they want? Like uh, name the four. What if they start with Dominguez? You okay. know it's not going to happen. Okay, just name the four. For me. All right. So, what about you got uh, Anthony Volpe? Okay, that's two. Okay, name name that's two more. Already, right there. That's not gonna. That's too never much. Happen. That's too much. Okay, then included, it would just be him. Okay, then I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If that deal proves to be on the table, something to those to those you know standards there, and he says no, and those guys come up, and they're fucking superstars. I I will eat my words. I'll do anything you want me to do. But right now, those guys are nothing to me. They mean nothing. And the Yankees no, have proven you, time and see, time again pro- that every prospect they bring run, up is, is a piece of garbage. All the time. This is this is the problem we run into all the time. You're you're Chris the fan. I'm trying to tell you as realistically of what will happen. I'm the Yankees speaking will not to you. trade four top prospects for this guy. I'm speaking to you as Chris. Nobody will. I'm speaking to you as Chris that this team needs to win a fucking championship. Okay? And prospects mean nothing to me. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Absolutely nothing to me. Name, again, find me to do okay, trade your top. Okay, tell me something. When will Jason Dominguez be a big impact to the major league roster? Well, if things keep going the way they are, I'll be up here by the end of the next week. Honestly, when? I, I'd say within the next two years. What about two Volpe? Three years. Huh? What about Volpe? Probably the same timeline. Next okay. Same thing, yeah. so, so you're good with two, three years of the same bullshit. Oh my god! Because we're not you gonna you. You don't listen. You okay. don't listen. Okay. I'm not telling you what I'm good with. I'm telling you that. This, well, tell me what you're good. Telling with. me. Tell me what you're good huh? with. I would you do it? Would I trade Dominguez and Volpe? No, yep. I would not trade both of them. Why? Because why? it's too good for you, right? You huh? you have two. Why have are they really good major league baseball players? Are they? I don't know. Are they? You got to hold on to something. Oh, I don't know. Are they? Are they? I don't know. 
Well, there you go. Is Max Scherzer a good Major League Baseball player? So you're gonna you want to trade five or six top prospects for Max Scherzer? Prospects are nothing to me right now. Okay. If the Yankees had won a World Series a couple of years ago, I'd be singing a completely different tune. But this team has gone way too long, and I don't give a fuck about I right trade, now. You right now, top prospects to me, all they are are get me guys that can play in the major leagues right I now because I, the window's fucking closing, and I need to win a World Series right now. Do you have faith in this team with Max Scherzer that they're making the postseason? 100%. I can't even say that with any certainty. So that's See, another yeah, reason that, why I wouldn't make the deal. That's When we I talked about this three or four months ago, I thought this team would be in first right. place by nine games right now. So to trade Jason Dominguez for Max Scherzer in April when we talked about it was a different mindset because okay. I because of where I thought this team was. So to mortgage more of my future for a guy that, that – the way this team has played this year, I still can't even guarantee myself a postseason okay. spot. I, I think is 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 a little bit short sighted. Okay, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna just completely debunk your whole point. Okay, right, here we go. if the Yankees were in first place by four games right now, would you do a deal that included Dominguez and Volpe for Max Scherzer a rental? No, I would trade Jason Dominguez straight up for him. No, no, no. I said Dominguez and Volpe. No, I would give. I would offer them Jason Dominguez straight up. But uh, but you're not answering my question. Dominguez and Volpe, mm. would you do it? Probably. Probably, yeah. Doesn't seem Probably. like it. I would have to think about it. Because you just refuted me twice. It. So it has nothing to do with where it. they are. It, no, it has a lot to you, do with where they are. You're becoming a prospect hugger now. I'm not becoming a prospect hugger. When I told you that if I can guarantee this team being in the postseason here that I would trade Jason Dominguez to put them over the top, but I can't even guarantee that based on any of the moves they're going to make. So why are you going to mortgage your future and then be because uh, here's the answer. Home on October here's the 3rd. answer. I don't give a fuck about the future. About the I future. need to do everything to that it takes right now to win right. the World Series yeah. right now. When this team is still no, six you, games out because of you want to know why? Place. Even if they got Scherzer and didn't make the postseason, okay, my future is the same. My future is the All same. Right. Because I don't trust the Yankees nurturing these prospects enough to be the superstars they're supposed to be. And I don't be. trust this team to get into the postseason this year, even with. So Max then, Scherzer. what's the difference? If you got so if what's you, the difference? You told me that. Well, what's the difference? What's the difference? We, would, we don't we don't trust them nurturing prospects, and we don't trust them making the postseason anyway. So why not at least gamble? Because and, and at do least it? then I can maybe hang my hat on the fact that somebody else will be in here making decisions. Oh yeah. It, that won't happen. I can promise no, you that. Well, I, well, then and then I don't what? Know what? We can we can go back to 2016 when we're saying, oh, in a few years, guys, in a few years. This is what we said in 2016. In a few years, guys, we're going to be World Series ready, World Series caliber team. Can't get rid of these prospects, guys. Can't do it. Can't get rid of the top three prospects. Where are our top three prospects from then? Where are they? Where are they? Glaber Torres was one of them after we got him. How's he doing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Chance Adams was one of our top prospects. How's he doing? No, you, no, no, he was one of our top prospects. He no, was I, no, one Luis of Severino our. Was. Okay, how's, how's Luis Severino doing? Has well, he contributed the last ever, few years? Has he ever got healthy? Okay, but how's he doing? Is he good? No, Is no, he contributing? So again, we'll go back to 2016. We'll do the same thing, right? When is that going to end? I don't care about the future anymore, man. I care about right now. This team needs to win a World Series right now. I don't care what it takes. If it takes the future, fine, because right now we don't have a fucking future, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, sure. As I long as Cashman incredible. is at the helm of that's this fair. team, they're not winning anything. So so you want so you want him to completely fuck up the next five years, too? What he's doing now is not working. 
So yeah, so let's let's, let's let go him, off the so, books here. Let's so get let's rid let of our top ruin, few prospects for let's Max let him Scherzer. Ruin everything then. Hey, listen. If you think I'm wrong, fine. I, you know, tweet me. Put it in the comments. Put it in a put it in review. Fine. I, I'm fine with disagreement. But at this point, you have no leg to stand on. You can't tell me that we need to protect the future when we had the same argument three years ago, four years ago, and the future has been garbage. The argument remains the same is that Brian Cashman shouldn't really be touching anything right now. Well, that's not going to, that's never going to change. So. And again, to circle back to what we originally started arguing about, nobody's nobody's trading for prospects. Circle back. Nobody's trading top four prospects for Max Scherzer. Nobody. 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 Especially with how convoluted that contract is. Facebook is killing people. The Yankees will be paying. uh, Ryan, what's he what's he getting paid through? Like twenty forty, Max Scherzer. Making thirty billion dollars. Can you believe that? It's huge. He makes a shit ton now. It's in the thirties. Yeah, and it's the 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 Nationals have almost made that contract untradeable. He's he he was well, making he year, was the right? highest paid pitcher for a while now. Right, but the deferred money seven years, one hundred ninety one million dollars. What's that in math? From what I understand, the deferred money goes to the team that acquires him, unless it's worked out otherwise. Yeah, twenty seven a year. It's a solid deal. There's a lot of other factors to consider when you're trading for him. And again, I said that in April that if he's on a table and they want Jason Dominguez for him, that I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say no to that. But also now, I mean, you're allowed to change your mind based on the way this team plays. Yeah. So so they're going to. Yeah, you would have been fine with that going into this year, but you're saying where they are now. I'll say this. You add, look, if you need to make two or three moves in order to get me to the point where I'm saying trade Jason Dominguez now for Max Scherzer because of the way they played. Listen, let's put the Max Scherzer shit on the shelf for a second. Here's a more realistic take of how I'm going to evaluate this trade deadline. Brian Cashman better. It doesn't have to be Joey Gallo. You better get me a more than competent left-handed power hitter in this lineup. Well, they're not End of story. Good. I mean, if you really End of story. probably will wind up with Marte from Miami who's right-handed. Oh, man, that's just a fucking waste to me. That's a oh, waste. Damn, and I like Marte. I do. But that's such a waste. Like you said, Christian, why are we going to continue to get the same guys put in this lineup? Oh, because, my God. I mean, it I mean, just doesn't love, It doesn't check any though, of the boxes, bro. We love Brett Gardner as much as anybody. How many? How much more Brett Gardner in center field do we have to watch? Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. So that's, I mean, I would give him a pass on that just based on that. But uh, obviously my prime target is Joey Gallo. I mean, like, again, you'd have to see what the, the cost is based on what other teams would be asked for him. But, I mean, if he's getting traded, that Brian Cashman's got to be in the middle of that. If we had Shohei Otani on this team, I would actually use my DH for fucking Brett Gardner. That's how bad he's been at the plate. I'd let him play center field, and I'd, you can do that in major leagues, right? You don't have to use the DH as your pitcher. I have no idea. Yeah, I've I think never, you can DH I, no, any. You don't have to. I would literally do that. Like, that's that's how – and I'm not trying to rip Guardy. I, I love Guardy. And he came through last night. He had, a, he had a good game. But you can't keep putting him in this lineup, man. And it sucks because he's a lefty. You want him in there. 
And he's still he hasn't skipped a he hasn't skipped a beat in, in the outfield. He really right. hasn't. I don't know. I see. I don't know that one play last night. Now. He was a. Uh, right, you see, he lost a step there. Yeah, but kind of flew over. His year or two, he makes that play. Year or two ago, he makes that play. Yeah, but it's been very minimal. Oh. Okay. It, it's been at the plate. I mean, you want him in there because he's a lefty. But man. look, the fact it's of the matter is, this team needs to make a lot. Needs to make a few upgrades. But again, <clears throat> to but, bring another point into this. Just because you need you might need pitching doesn't mean you don't also need an outfielder. So if Joey Gallo or an outfielder that helps you no, is available, you only need one. You only need one thing. You never need. What do you need? What? None. You just you don't need both. You just need one. You just need one. Thing, you just dude. need one. Are you being funny? Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to be an <laughs> asshole fan. You just need Joey Gallo to make the postseason. No, because I'm making points about Joey Gallo, and fans are like, "Well, if we get him, do, don't we still need starting pitching?" Well, yeah, duh. Right. That's right. You going. probably you do, but so what? Because no, you need this a pitcher team doesn't needs mean, starting pitchers. Just because you need a starting pitcher doesn't mean you also don't need an outfielder. I mean, it, I if you're it. not selling, which you better not be, you need to upgrade. Sticking your thumb up your ass is unacceptable at this point. Well, they are upgrading with uh, Severino coming back. That's hmm. what I wanted to bring up. And we'll because we ran a little longer here now. Re- regardless of where the Yankees are in September, mm. Luis Severino has to take the mound. When what's his timeline? Start. Let's start there. Do we have a timeline on him? Because uh, it's probably still another few weeks before we see him. Yeah, you you tweeted this the other day. Tweeted it that regardless of anything, you still need to get him. You still need to work him up to be in a major league mound this year. There's no. Exception. I mean, you have nothing to lose. This guy needs to be on a major league mound, and he needs to be healthy. I don't care how far the Yankees are out of it if they are in September. He has to start games. Absolutely, absolutely, because he's a big piece to this team. He really is. He's he's got the talent. He just hasn't stayed healthy. Are he, you selling? Regard if the Yankees. Let's say the Yankees fall on their face in these next three weeks. We are two weeks leading to the trade deadline. Cashman's like, it's not worth it. To make any moves because they haven't shown me that they can they can really be consistent and do this. And you're and you're like whatever they're punting twenty twenty one It's just not going to work this year. Are you also punting twenty twenty two? No. All right, so that's the point of yeah. even if you can get a guy like Joey Gallo who's under contract for twenty twenty two, he helps you next year in a year that you're still. Would you still say that they should go for it next year? You fucking better, dude. Okay. And Luis Severino is here to be what exactly? A fucking ace, really, is what he's here to be. So if he can give you four or five starts to work out some of the kinks to get and then to get him into what you would consider a routine offseason program leading into 2022, isn't that advantageous for you to do? He can't be going into the offseason working himself back into being a major league pitcher. He needs to be there already and then expand upon it. That needs to happen. You need to see glimpses of of Severino this year work himself back into the rotation. You need to see that. And you you just said something. I don't know the exact wording you said it, but it it just clicked to me of why Cashman isn't going to just let this season go. And you said something to the effect of the players aren't performing, we're whatever, I got to do something here. Cashman's not going to allow that to be the excuse. Cashman has an ego. He doesn't show it all the time. He really doesn't. He's not like he doesn't he doesn't go out. He's not like you know 
you wouldn't sit there and say like Cashman seems like a cocky guy, but he has a big ego. And he's and he's going to try and reinforce some of some of the you know holes on this team to give this team a chance. He's not just going to sit back and say, "Okay, well, this year sucks." He can't do that well, anymore. We're he, too many he, years past the mark that he that, said they were going to be a World Series championship team. Is he ever team. going to get to the point that he got in 2016? Where we remember that series in Tampa Bay tilted his entire perspective on that season. I don't know. I don't. I. I just don't think so because we're. What I'm trying to say to you is, back then we weren't working towards a World Series. We were just doing the same things over and over. The second he sold off Andrew Miller and Chapman in 2016, what whatever timeline that was, the second that happened, it became Cashman's team to build. And then he came out and put a time time frame on when they were going to be built. And now you can't turn back on that two years later from the 2019 mark that he put on this team and say, we need to rebuild again. He's not going to do that. No, but he can if he knows he's not getting fired. Well, that's well. that was the last point I was going to make is – Part of, part of the problem with him being so comfortable at his job is that his mindset would be completely different right now if he felt like he was in the hot seat. It, it would be. But if he's comfortable in his position, maybe you're right then, and maybe that's the problem. And that's the reason why I bring up, would he ever get to a point this year where he gets to, like in 2016, where they just get to a point where he just has no faith that they'll ever really put it together because he knows that he's going to get another crack at doing this. If that happens, it just validates us in saying that Brian Cashman is completely untouchable in this organization, and he knows it. That's the only, that's the only proof you'll need. And in that sense... You can sit back and you can put your money on it that Brian Cashman will be the GM of this organization until he decides he doesn't want to be anymore. You know, and Michael Kay, which we get on for saying a lot of different things, but he makes an excellent point that Hal's a very loyal guy and he views Brian Cashman as a member of his own family. And and Brian Cashman... And so it's a different dynamic between owner and GM that other teams might have. 100%. And he's safe. He's a, he's a guy who's been there forever. And and look, we can rip Brian Cashman all we want. The guy has had the the guy's going to go down as one of the most successful GMs in the game. But it's been a different it's been a different type of Brian Cashman since 2016, where we're putting a lot more on him. We're putting a lot more weight on his shoulders with the moves he makes because we know you don't have George there anymore, really running the show. It's the Brian Cashman show, and it's been fucking boring. It's been boring, and it's got to change. So, well, like we said, we'll see what happens there. If he really feels comfortable that he's not going anywhere, he could get to that point. And, but, again, even if he gets to that point where he pulls the plug on the season, that's not an excuse not for Luis Severino to make five, six, seven starts this year. I agree. He has to, he agree. Has to do it. I agree. So, I. Uh, because that was that was something I saw on social media this year. If the Yankees are out of it, Luis should never pitch. Luis, no, 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 no. No, I agree with you. Luis Severino has to. The Yankees could be twenty games out of first place. The, Luis Severino has has to pitch this year. That's important. What's also important is the Yankees winning these next two games against Philadelphia. I mean they they owe they owe the uh, the Phillies a little 
revenge from what happened a few weeks ago mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Tuesday night, it's uh, Aaron Nola, who's not pitched like an ace except for when he faced the Yankees this year against Herman, who sucks at everything that he does, including being a human being. So mm-hmm. that should... Uh, the fuck? People honking the horn outside of my house at 10.30. And Schmatt. then both teams... And then both teams are listed as TBD for uh, for Wednesday. Both games are uh, seven oh five starts. So there All you right. go. Let's see. Again, what do you what do you expect out of the Yankees? This this coming two game series. Okay, what is it? What do I expect versus what do I think they're actually going to do, or what they need to do? What they need to do is sweep. They can't split the series. What it's they need nice. to do is go five and one. That's what they need to do. What will they do? And we're not even talking about four and two. Talking about Boston right now. Oh, they got us. Oh, this two games sweep. That's it. End of story. But but Dini Dini's back. Yeah. Well, look. And and Ruth Neto Door changes number because they're having a retirement ceremony for Dini's eighteen on on Wednesday night. So. Yeah. Let me tell you something. The fans should cheer Dini when he first gets up, and. If he hits a fucking home run, you better boo his ass his next at bat because he's not a Yankee anymore. They'll probably be still chanting fuck out too. Probably. And speaking of dumb shit fans, dude, we'll just close out on this. Whether or not you believe that the kid didn't mean to hit Alex Verdugo on Saturday night, the fact that that kid got banned from all 30 Major League Baseball parks is ridiculously stupid, number one. And number two, that would have never happened if Alex Verdugo handled that situation like a normal fucking person. Mm-hmm. He could have. He had every right in the world to be mad that somebody hit him with something. But the fact that he's trying to storm the stands and beat this kid up yeah. is, is, is I don't even know. And people are like, but we like Verdugo. We like him and he welcomes it. Yeah. Well, you know what? Sometimes you get hit with shit when you run your mouth. So I'm not, again, I'm not condoning people throwing shit at baseball players. Don't do that. But the the ban on that kid was, was ridiculous. And that's not from the Yankees because the Yankees have no jurisdiction to ban him from 29 other stadiums. (laughs) Imagine that. I know how Steinbrenner is a powerful guy, but he, he, he doesn't have that type of power. And, uh, you know, if Alex Verdugo would have handled that a little bit better, not, none of this, we wouldn't really even be talking about this. I, we're running long. I don't want to keep going on this. But just just so everyone knows, uh, Major League Ballpark bans are the most idiotic, pointless things ever. My buddy was banned from Yankee Stadium 10 years ago. He's been to like 100 games since then. Okay? They're not like checking IDs. There's not like a fucking device that scans your face when you're walking in that a fucking red light goes off and they're like, nope, he's banned. That doesn't happen. I promise you these these security guards are not checking everyone's face and ID and banning you from the stadium. It, it, it is just... All the ban means is that don't get in trouble again or else right, you're going to jail. Right, that's it. So if you want to get back in, just, just don't be wait a till next year and don't do anything stupid. Don't be stupid. And thank God that that situation in Washington was not any worse than it yes. was. And you got to give credit to uh, Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr. getting Absolutely. those fans uh, out of harm's way there. So thank 100%. God. One hundred percent. That was a weird fucking night on Saturday night. Yeah. And you don't want to. Things could have been a lot worse than uh, they actually were. But th- thank you very much for listening to episode two forty three of the NYYST podcast. That guy, Rye. 
grace us with his presence today. I mean, that deserves a five-star rating and review on its own. Apple Podcasts, please go to uh, patreon.com slash NYYST and become a patron. Uh, we'll try to get on there uh, Wednesday night to wrap up the uh, Philly series before we hit Boston for four. And uh, follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Uh, stat guy, Rye. Go Yanks. What the fuck was that delay, bro? You haven't been here in a month. Been no, it was you. That. It was your. It was your. Uh, I'm always your ready, mic. Bro. Your mic got delayed, so then it like sped up. So it was probably delayed on um, your end. Why don't we try it again? Uh, is that what it was? Okay, try let's it try again. this again. Let's try this again. Stack guy, right? Go Yanks. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Uh.